tendency sometimes to think maybe God's not listening, but He is. Oh yeah. Sometimes the answer is no, but He's always listening to us. If you would take your Bible and turn with me to Matthew chapter four. As I was saying earlier this morning, the title of our message is Miracles Are Still Happening. Matthew chapter 4, beginning in verse number 23. It says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics and paralytics, and he healed them. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your mighty word today. Thank you that it's going to change our hearts and lives into who you want it, want us to become. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. I tell you, God's word is true. Every everything that was written in my might not go on now. I can't hear it. <coughs> I'll take it off and use the handheld. That's fine. Well, praise the Lord. Can y'all hear it? Yes, amen. Yeah, it's not because of the mic. Right, well, it's kind of, yeah, it's out. Praise the Lord. Okay, now I'm on. That works for me. You know, as I was saying, God's word is true. Everything in it, every single part of it, is a true fact that God wanted you and I to know about him, about his nature, about his word, because he is his word. That's who God is. He is love, but he's also his word. In other words, we need to take his word and we need to ingest it, just like we would food. Of any kind, whether it's healthy or unhealthy, either way, we need to ingest it. But now let me tell you this, there's nothing unhealthy about God's Word. So everything you read in it, everything you take in to your spiritual man or woman, you're going to be blessed by it. But you've got to take it in, you've got to receive it. And that's what we're going to be looking at this morning. It says, Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. You know, we need to understand that's Jesus' ministry and mission in a nutshell. In other words, he gave us the instructions that we are to continue to follow now that he's no longer with us in a physical sense. But guess what the great news is, folks? He's still with us 
Just in a spiritual sense. In other words, he lives on the inside of you if you're a born-again Christian. Yes. And that means that whatever he did when he was on the face of this earth, he's looking for you and I to continue that same mission, that same ministry. He wants us to continue to teach his word, to preach his word, to heal people of sickness and disease, no matter what it happens to be. And so we need to realize today, folks, that we actually have the power to overcome demons. Mm -hmm. yeah. Let me give you an example of that. I'm not bragging on myself by any means because it wasn't by my, my ability, it was by God. But one time when we were pastoring in Oklahoma, there was this man and wife had his son. And they thought he was demon-possessed. Turns out they were right. He had this demon inside of him. His name was Dagon. That was one of the Old Testament gods that the Palestinian, not Palestinians, but the, huh? The Philistines served. And anyways, uh, so I was encountering, I went over to his house, his mother's and dad's house where he lived, and I pray, began to pray for that young man. And at first, he began to curse at me and called me all kinds of foul names. And then I just kept praying. And I kept praying in tongues. I kept praying against the devil and against his powers of darkness. And I finally got around to asking him, what is your name? And he says, Dagon, now get out of here. And anyways, I told, I told Dagon, I said, you've got to leave. And I began to pray against that spirit. And I began to uh, anoint him with oil. And he recoiled from it, actually, at first. But then he began, after the demon was left, then he welcomed that same oil. But what I'm saying is, is this, is that it took a little time. Matter of fact, that demon tried to hide for a little bit. He tried to make me think he was gone when he really wasn't. And I kept feeling this check in my spirit saying, don't stop praying, he's still there. And so I kept on praying, and all of a sudden he'd raise his ugly head again. And all of a sudden, that guy would, uh, he never did get violent with me. He never did hit me or anything like that. But he, but he did cuss at me a lot, and he did cause all kinds of problems in, in that respect. But anyways, I kept at it for over an hour. And after about an hour and a half, it seemed like, or maybe two hours, all of a sudden, things became serenely calm. And I thought, are you hiding again? And I began praying, and I began seeking the Lord, and the Lord said, no, he's gone. He's finally left. And that guy settled down, and he became in his right mind, and I tell you what, there was such a transformation in this young man from what he had been. And what I'm trying to tell you is this, is that demons can possess somebody if they're not a Christian. And that was something that I asked the man after we got through praying that demon out. I said, do you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? He said he did. So I prayed the sinner's prayer with him. He accepted Jesus. As far as I know, he's still in his right mind today. He's still serving the Lord as far as I know. And I'm here to tell you, folks, that the demons of hell cannot stand against the power of God. They can try to fight it. They can, and he did, believe me. But he can't win. Not if we stick with it. Same thing with any other kind of sickness or disease. You know, we need to take time in our prayer time. 
instead of just rushing through it like we sometimes do. We need to spend time asking God to touch each of these needs today. Matter of fact, before I go any further, I'm going to ask your sister. I'm going to ask if it would be okay if I pray with you. Okay. If you, can't, if you can't come over and touch her, if you could at least extend your hand this way, we're going to believe for her knees to be made well. That's that's been a while, and now it's time to end. And your thumb. Okay. All right. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we lift up our sister to you right now, dear God. We ask, Lord, that you'll touch Lillian from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. Lord, her knees need your attention right now, and her thumb as well. God, we pray, Father, for your healing touch over her. We pray this swelling goes away and it does not return. We pray that this pain in her knees will go away and not return, dear God. Lord, we thank you that we can take time like this in the services we have because we're not in a rush, Lord. We just want you to minister. We want your hand of blessing and healing to cover her body right now, Father God, so that even before we get through praying right now, Lord, that she's going to be feeling better, that she, her knees are not going to be causing her the pain or the discomfort that she's been going through. But, Lord, she's going to reach out in faith, believing and touching you by the blood of Christ. Father, you, the woman with the issue of blood said, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be made well. So, Father, we touch your garment today, Father God. We touch it in the name of Jesus. By the blood of Christ, we thank you, Lord. We plead the blood of Jesus over her right now, over her knees, over her thumb, over every other part of her body that may be causing her problems today. We thank you, dear God, that we're going to receive that. She's going to receive that healing touch. And God, we're going to give you all the praise and the glory and the honor for it because it's your hand that's been upon her and will continue to be so. And Father, we thank you and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. How are you feeling now? Better? Praise God. Praise the Lord. I tell you, that's what happened one time when I was with the pastor at LaGrange. We, my wife and I were there as pastors, and I was saw this woman in a wheelchair, and the Lord spoke to me and said, go pray for her. I was in the middle of one of my best sermons that I ever preached, and now all of a sudden the Lord said, stop and go pray for her. So I did. And now she says she's feeling better. And that woman got up and walked out of that wheelchair. You see, that's what I'm saying today. Miracles are still happening. But we've got to give God an opportunity. And, and we've got to give Him time to move. Because you've got to remember something, folks. The devil is at work too, not just God. He's the one that brought the sickness. He's the one that brought the pain. He's the one that kept that woman in that wheelchair for so long. That's what the handiwork of the devil does. But then that day came that she was ready to be released from that wheelchair, and God saw to it that she was delivered, praise God. And just like I believe that Sister Lillian now has been delivered of that pain in her knees, she says she's feeling better. So praise God. 
Let's give the Lord a hand. You know, that's the kind of God that we serve, folks. We, we give God praise because of who he is and what he's capable of doing. And we just got through seeing a miracle in our midst. I believe that. That her knees were, was made whole. Not because of me. Not because of who, who I am or what I did. But because of who Jesus Christ is. Matter of fact, I want us to turn now in our Bibles to Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. It's going to begin with verse number 1. It says, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John, saw about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Before I finish that out, I want to make sure we understand what's going on here. This guy had been lame from the day he was born. He had never walked a step in his life. He had never been able to put one foot in front of another and walk anywhere. He was lame from the moment that he was born into this world. And what we need to understand is this, is that he it was daily, that it says, that he was laid at that gate. In other words, this was not the only time that Peter and John had ever encountered this guy. At least I don't believe so, because they were people who prayed, and they would have always gone at the hour of prayer. They would, they would always have gone into the temple for that purpose. <coughs> So I can't help but believe that even though Scripture doesn't necessarily say it, the implication I receive from this is that before this, they always passed him by because it wasn't the time that God wanted to heal him. In other words, there's a timing that God has for everything he does. And it may be right then, just like that. It may be a little while. It may be a progressive healing. But whatever the case is going to happen to be, we need to understand that God intends that we use what he's given us for the purpose of healing. In other words, he's given us the ability to know how to make the medicines we need to make us better. He's given us the ability to know how to do the exercises we might need to do in order to make us better. He, he, knows, he gave wisdom and knowledge to the doctor to know what to tell us, to know what to do to make us better. So in other words... There's still the natural means of healing that's taking place in the world today. And I thank God for that. But on the other hand, there's also times when God wants to move in a miraculous manner. He wants to do it right then, right there, right now. And so whenever this day came, they were pass, about to pass him by, and this guy asked alms of them. And Peter, looking at him with John, said, Look at us. And it says that they, he fixed his eyes on them, expecting to receive something from them. 
They, he thought he was going to get some gilt, gold or silver or both. He thought that's what they, he was about to receive from these two guys. But you know what? God had a better idea. Oh, what company is it that always says they have a better idea? Ford. Ford says, I've got a better idea. Never better than God's. I don't care what they come up with. It's never going to be better than God's. And God has that particular time now that he's ready to heal this man. And he also expected him, him to do something on his part to receive that healing touch. But we're going to take a look now real quick at the rest of what I was just reading. And let's pick up at verse number four. No, number six. Yes. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. In other words, I think that what God is telling us there is, you cannot buy his miracles. You cannot buy his blessings. You don't barter with God and, and say, well, I'll do this if you'll do that. That's not how God works. God does what he does because solely because he loves you. Solely because he wants to bless you. Solely because of who he is and not even necessarily because of who you are. And that's the kind of God we serve. I told you about my daughter's healing. Let me quickly tell you about my healing. I was born uh, with pneumonia. I had the umbilical cord wrapped twice around my neck. The doctor said it was a miracle that I was even still alive, that I wasn't stillborn. So anyways, then, the next, then I had a, a learning disability. For five, from the years of 5 to 12, I had a learning disability. And the, which just meant, I wasn't retarded, but it just meant that I couldn't pick up on certain things as quickly as somebody else my own age. And so, therefore, I had this learning disability from the age of 5 to 12. I was put in the middle of a room in a chair had people surrounding me of all different kinds of faiths and stuff. Now, now, maybe faith's not the right word. We all had faith in Christ. Maybe different doctrines. Anyway, some believed in just a, in a physical, speaking of in the English language, and then others had, of course, been baptized in the Holy Spirit, and they were praying in tongues. And I heard that, and I didn't even know what was going on. But all of a sudden, I began feeling this warmth go through my body. From the crown of my head, all the way down to my shoulders, my hands, my legs, my feet, eating out my toes. And then about five minutes later, it lasted about five minutes, and five minutes about or thereabouts later, it receded all the way back up, back to my legs, back to my arms, my shoulders, my head, and everything. And I back out again. Well... My mom and dad believed I was healed, and so did I. But the doctor, I had a two-week appointment to see him. So I saw him in two weeks. We told him what we believed, and he said, Well, I think it's just because he had so much medicine for those seven years that he's been on it that it lasted, that it had that residual effect. And that's why nothing happened to him. 
So I think you better go back on it. So my mom and dad gave me the choice. They gave me the decision. They said, you can either do that or you can believe you're healed without that, whatever you want to do. So I told them to prove to the doctor I was healed. I'd take the medicine. Next morning, that same medicine that had never done me wrong in my life, for those seven years, all of a sudden, made me so sick, I couldn't get my head up off the pillow. And I knew I was instantly healed by the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's where I'm trying to tell you today, this folks. A miracle can only happen when it's time for God to do it. And He's the one that will do it. There's one other thing about miracles that I wanted to read to you here. Because it's not only miracles of healing, Here's some examples of healing, such as healing the mother of Peter's wife, healing the deaf mute of Decapolis, uh, healing the blind at birth, healing the paralytic at Bethesda, the blind man of Bethsaida, the blind man Bartimaeus in Jericho, healing the centurion's son, Christ healing an infirm woman. That's just to list some of the miracles. But it says here, what is a miracle to... Oh, I already read that. Never mind. Uh, how do you receive a miracle? You need to take time to remember how much God loves you and those that you're praying for. Remember all the ways that God has been faithful in the past. Pray. Now, this is key. Pray the Word. In other words, when you find something that you're dealing with, in the Word of God, you begin to quote that scripture when you pray. Pray the Word. Be comfortable not knowing what to pray. Invite others to pray with you. That's why we do that on Sunday mornings. Find peace in surrendering to God's will and worship God. In other words, we need to understand today, folks, that God is the author and the finisher of our faith, but he is also the author and finisher of our miracles. And when we need one, it has to be done by God and God alone. But we need to, we need to pray one for another. That's why we prayed for Sister Karen for so long when she had her cancer. We prayed that God would miraculously touch her and heal her. Now, why didn't he? I can't answer that. I do know she's healed today. She's cancer-free today. She's in heaven. She's walking the streets of gold. She's got a, a mansion with her name on it. So I know that she's better off now than what she was, believe me. But then I have also seen God answer prayers miraculously. My daughter, myself, uh, we had a guy named David Washburn. He used to be the South Texas uh, presbyter of what? Of Victoria section. And he had the last stages of the disease when it was finally discovered. And we prayed and asked God to heal him, and, he, and God answered that prayer, and he was healed. Now, he recently passed, but not because of his cancer. So what I'm saying is, is that there, there's times that God will answer the prayer in, in performing that miracle right here, right now, here on this earth. There's other times he does it by taking them to be home with him. So all I can say is this. It's in the hands of a sovereign God. 
and we but we've got to continue to pray for it. Never give up on your miracle, folks. Never quit praying for your miracle. Always ask God to do something in that situation. Let me ask, let me give you an example real quick, and I'm getting ready to close out. There was a my wife and I. We were married for about 15 months when we finally got pregnant. And I was so happy I'd tell anybody that listened to me. And all of a sudden, in about the ninth week, we had a miscarriage. And I began crying out to God. And I said, God, why couldn't you have done something? You had the ability to do it. You could have fixed whatever was the situation. You could have made sure that that but our baby was well and whole and made well and, and born okay and everything else. Why didn't you do that? And the only thing that God has ever said to me about it is this. Do you trust me? And I said, yes, I trust you. And he said, then know that it was for the best. You see, that was another unanswered miracle. So what I'm saying is, is that put your need in God's hands. If you need a miracle this morning, I'm going to invite you to come up here and let me pray with you about whatever it might be. Whether it's physical, financial, spiritual, emotional, mental, whatever it is, God's ready to meet that need, I believe. I believe that's why he gave me this message this morning, is so that he can meet that need that you've got right now. So if you have a miracle where only God can do it. There's no other fit, no other earthly means to do it. If you've got a miracle need, I want you to come and let me, me and my wife pray with you right now. Yeah, yeah.
Praise the Lord. It's been good to be in the house of God today. Amen. Amen. I believe we're going to receive the answers we pray for. And I believe God is a good God. He's only good. In other words,